Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. The mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to get real comfy and discover how we can tap in and tune into our divine self, our innate magic, through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back every week to listen in on the magic. Make sure to give me a follow wherever you love to listen, along with my other platforms, Instagram and TikTok, at the modern medium underscore. When you feel ready and feel called to book a full reading with me or a mentorship program with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. My offerings are private psychic mediumship readings, energy healings, past life readings, and mentorships where I help you unlock your innate magic, which is called tap into your magic, or I have meet your spirit guys, which is all about introducing you to your divine team to help you create not only a ritualistic relationship with your guides, but also to really help deepen your practice. If you are feeling called to leave a written review, simply go to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click on write a review. If you leave a review, screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram or email at hello at themodernmedium.co, you will win a free 30-minute reading. Hello, you guys. I am so excited to be here, and I am so excited to introduce you all to this guest. She is so, so wonderful, and she is the host of a really incredible podcast, Intuitive Awakening, which is available wherever you love to listen. So this host, her name is Deanna, and she has had these gifts like, you know, most beautiful intuitives all her life and she has been communicating with spirit and experiencing spirit ever since she was a little girl and she grew up in a very strict Christian household so she therefore felt very discouraged and hid her gifts and kind of lived a double life where she knew she had these abilities however she did not feel encouraged to share them or embrace them. However, later in life, as she encountered some major challenges and uncertainty, she finally took the risk and decided to open her heart and mind to the world of spirit for guidance. And after connecting to her amazing spirit guide and other light beings, she learned her true identity and now works to help people remember theirs. Deanna currently collaborates with the angels to teach people how to reawaken their dormant, psychic gifts and remember who they truly are. So again, she is the host of the Intuitive Awakening podcast where she channels angels and guides. She shares you her teachings and her lessons and messages. And she also invites on other amazing intuitives and practitioners. She also can be found on her website at infinitesupply.org where she has her teachings and her services available to you all. And this episode is so wonderful. We, of course, dive into Deanna's story. And I just so deeply admire and respect how the way she tells her story, she looks back on her story with so much grace and compassion. And it's really easy for us all to be hard on ourselves for how the journey goes and where we start and where we end and where we begin. But Deanna is just such a beautiful soul and I really love hearing her story on how she really emerged 
into being this beautiful practitioner and to really awaken who she truly is. And we talk about really feeling confident with your gifts. We get kind of into the 101 of what intuition means, what it means to be guided by it, and how to build upon and really build confidence in your intuitive practice. This is perfect if you have yet to really tap into your intuition and your intuitive gifts and you're feeling a little nervous. And she also teaches classes and courses on how to tap into your intuitive gifts. So I would definitely recommend connecting with Deanna and connecting with her podcast. And again, she is just such a sweet, amazing soul. And she also has the most beautiful smile ever. Make sure to give her podcast, The Intuitive Awakening, a follow and a listen wherever you love to listen. And of course, make sure to give her a follow on Instagram at Infinite Supply 222 and check out her services and learn more about her on her website at infinitesupply.org. You will hear it later in the episode, but she does do one-on-one mentorships and coaching. However, it is on pause because she's writing another book like i'm sorry unbelievably amazing what <sighs> okay i'm gonna zip it and let's just get right into the episode and you will witness the magic for yourself oh hello diana i'm so amazing to chat to you again listeners we just had such an incredible chat actually a couple days ago for her podcast such an honor being on her podcast and now she's on on your soul and i just want to thank you so much for connecting with me and taking the time out of your sunday to be here i am so glad to be on your show thank you for the invitation and thank you for joining me as well the other day oh. we did our, our talk and just thank you for having me here oh my gosh of course of course uh, such an honor and it's always so amazing to meet other other sisters on the mission Yes. The spirit. So we gotta, oh my gosh, we all gotta be, gotta be together. So I love starting off this podcast with this question. In your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? Oh, that's a very deep question. Um, <laughs> for me, I think to embody my soul is to really live my truth, is to be very genuine in what I believe, stand up for what I believe in. Um, remember that I'm really here in service to every, you know, to the all and that I'm here to contribute, but honestly being authentic um, and remembering my true identity. If I can remember that and live that, then to me, it was a, a very, I hate to use the word useful, but it was a life that I found full of worth and strength and healing. So I think that for me is probably what it means. Mm, I love that. And I love asking this question because it's like the similar reaction where everyone's like, whew. But every answer is always so different, yet it has the same vein. And I love what you said, just so simple and so true. So, of course, like just selfishly, but our listeners are curious as well. I want to know your story with spirit and how you came to be who you are today and what you're doing and your mission. Definitely. So this is a long story that which all makes succinct <laughs> because sick of, you know, respecting everybody's time. But uh, 
my family was in the military, so I kind of lived all over the world. But wherever I lived, um, my I'd like to say more so my stepmom, maybe my dad too, was very uh, had these very deep roots in Christianity, a very specific type of Christianity. I like to say that each denomination has its own flavor. And I think, you know, Southern Christianity definitely has a very particular flavor. And that's kind of uh, how my sisters and I were raised. We attended church all the time, like three times a week, if not sometimes more than that. You know, I was singing in the choir, doing all the plays. I played everybody in the Christmas plays. I'm, <laughs> I'm like sinner and saint. I have, um, and an angel. I've done, you know, all of that as a child. Um, and like I said earlier, every denomination has its own flavor. So in the South, there is a lot of hell, you know, hellfire and brimstone in the sermons and the, in the Sunday teachings. So that was definitely deeply rooted in me growing up, even across the world, believe it or not. Uh, it's pretty prevalent. So I held very particular beliefs about God, about what it means to be here, about heaven and hell. I used to have a ton of nightmares about that all the time because I was so afraid that I, you know, if I died, I was going to be burning for existence. So there would be nights I'd be sitting up wondering what that would feel like to burn for existence. And I couldn't conceive it. And I was extremely terrified. So I would go to church and try, you know, and pray and give testimonies and like beg Jesus to save me all the time. And I just could never get saved. So it was, it was very, very specific, very different. Um, at least for me. And I, I worried a lot that if I, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm a natural sinner. And that's how I was raised. But what was um, interesting on the flip side is that as I was growing up, I could hear voices in my bedroom at night. I could hear my name being called all the time. And I was, oh my God, I was out of my mind, terrified because I thought it was the devil you know, and I would go to church and pray more and, you know, participate even more and do everything that I could. But when I would go to bed at night, it didn't matter. I would still constantly hear my name being called or have these other experiences. And I didn't know what to do because I knew I couldn't say anything to anybody. I was going to be crazy. You know, I definitely couldn't say anything to the church. So it's just something that I kind of just dealt with and hid within myself growing up until I was in graduate school, you know, the voices never stopped. You know, I had, I've always had like strange experiences, but when I was in graduate school, I was having a very tough time balancing. Um, it was so much work in graduate school. I was teaching, I was doing my own research. I was traveling for research. I was filling in for professors. I was writing, trying to get great. It was just, it was very competitive and it just, I, I was not happy and I was very dissatisfied with my life at that time. And it was kind of at that time where I started to have some very interesting experiences. And um, I had a strange experience meeting this guy when I was walking down into campus and he stopped me out of the blue, never met this guy. He just stopped me. And I was, you know, it was kind of sad that day. And he said he was um, there at the school because he was attending some sort of conference. But when I looked down at his badge, it was turned around. So I couldn't see like the name or anything. And the first thing he said to me was like, you know, that God wants you to know you can do anything you want. Out of the blue, out of the blue. I didn't even know this guy, nothing. And I, I just stood there and I was in shock. And he said, no, really, you can do anything that you want. He was like, don't let anything hold you back, you know. 
And then he was also just talking to me about not, you know, don't get caught up in the things that you're seeing at school and in the competition. I mean, it was just like a, a very big visceral message that I knew had something more important for me than just a coincidental meeting. But I never saw his name and it's like he was gone just like that. And that kind of triggered something in me to explore further, explore into a new direction. And kind of, it gave me that courage to kind of seek outside of the Christianity that I grew up in. So I started doing more exploration, more researching. And then I started meditating and it was really through taking that risk of meditating and starting to see images and hearing and getting more clarity on the voices that I really began to uh, open up more. So it was definitely um, kind of getting rid of that Christian guilt, taking risks, believing a little bit more in myself and kind of reconfiguring my conception of like the creator. It was, I mean, a very long process, but, um, you know, and, and it always is a process for a lot of people, but that's kind of how I switched gears into my own, to a new belief system, really. Oh, that's incredible. What, what an insane experience with someone walking up to you and telling you exactly what you need oh my god that's almost like what was coming to me is maybe this person was just one of those it's not a thing again i'm still learning new things every day and so are all of us but maybe it was just like a spirit that just came down for a hot second and they just needed to stop you in your tracks just as a person yes and like experience it because you're experiencing things that you can't see or you're hearing it but maybe they just were like we're just gonna send down someone (laughs) yes and that's how I felt that's how I felt because I could never get a name and uh, conveniently his badge like it was just turned over and I was like what conference is here and who is this person And, and and it's so funny because when I was walking down into campus it was like he was headed straight for me there was no one around me I mean, he was just dead set on me. And after he said his words, you know, he left. And I like, yes, I felt like that was a message that I desperately needed to hear because I felt I was feeling kind of trapped at that time. Yeah. So can I ask you, I mean, so you're here now and from there, what has been the in-between experience? And now you have a podcast and you're fully leaning into it. So yeah, yeah, I just want to dig into that just a little bit more. <laughs> Your story is just so wonderful and inspiring. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I mean, a lot of things happened in between that time and and now. I moved to a new state. I uh, was finishing up school from a distance and I started to have more experiences. But at that time, I just I just felt like, why not? I'm just going to give this a go because I can't deny what's happening. I can't, no matter how hard I was like, I'm like 32. (laughs) It's been happening all these years. I, I just have to try. And so when I, I started to read more books, I started to meditate. And then I was hearing voices. I could see outlines of like energy of somebody sitting there with me talking. And I just, it was very, you know, I was taken aback. I just didn't know. I didn't have the words to describe what was happening. I didn't know anything, like nothing. And, um, I had a dream one night, again, prayed, you know, to God, like, please provide me clarity. I don't know what's going on. I just know there's something here and I can't quite understand it. And I had a dream when I woke up in the morning. It was a profound dream that my guide had given me. Now, in my dream, I couldn't see him, but I could hear him talk to me. And he, 
it was such a strange dream. I'll never forget it. He had me draw these symbols. Okay. And um, I was like, okay, I'll, just tell me if I'll remember. And he was like, no, draw them because you're not going to remember. But okay. So I drew them with a, like I lit a sage bundle on fire in my dream. And I hadn't even done any of this stuff in my life yet. And I drew the symbols and he was like, you're going to remember. I was like, sure, I'm going to remember. And I woke up. I didn't remember. <laughs> yes. Until it was, I went running that day. I'll never forget. I went run, running. I came home. I was in the shower and then I was listening to this podcast. And then they started talking about symbols and it clicked. I was like, crap, that's right. And so I looked up the symbols and then I remembered hearing that man's voice. And so I just started practicing little things. And then the more I meditated, I could, I felt like an internal shift in me. And then one day I sat down. And I was like, okay, if I can really hear spirit, I want to hear my guide speak. So I'm just going to ask, are you here? Who are you? And that was, I always felt like it was the best day of my life because I could hear him like he was sitting in front of me. And he was so shocked that after like 32 years, <laughs> I finally, he was so, he said, he sounds like Aladdin. So oh. I, I love because he's so bubbly and hilarious. And uh, he was so shocked that. I did this and he was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. And he was like, oh my God. And we just kept doing this. And he was so excited. And he was like, finally, finally. And I sat down and spoke to him for hours. I asked him everything under, I mean, it was the, the most eye-opening experience that I could have. And from there, he taught me a lot. Uh, I just took off from there. Oh, oh my gosh. That is so incredible with music like the voice that sounds like Aladdin for <laughs> just melted I that is amazing yes so I really want to get into which I think is so beautiful and will be really inspiring for our listeners and our audience but how did you work through those blockages those walls that you were raised with in the church and not saying that church like coming together for God, for the creator is absolutely amazing. And I never judge any religion, but you know, you, you had those fears and then developing your gifts and honestly, just believing in yourself and believing in it. I'd love you to maybe give us some advice on how you did that and how you made it possible that, you know, um, you can conquer those fears. We don't own them. Yes. I think, um, I remember it was because obviously when I met my guide, I had those questions about, you know, my upbringing because I did still feel a little bit of that guilt because I was deeply indoctrinated and not only him, but a couple of other spirits around me, they asked me to do some research and they also wanted, they asked me like, why do you believe what you believe? Who told you this doctrine and who told them that it was correct and who told them and who told them, I want you to go back to the root. And he was like, you're a researcher, go do your research and understand how it came to be, you know, how Christianity came to be. He was like, you owe it to yourself to educate yourself. He's like, that's the most profound thing that you can do because I don't think people ever stop to question where they've gotten their information from. It's like people just accept, like when you're indoctrinated, you believe it because you've been told since you were a child, usually you believe that as fact and you, you're told not to question it especially when it comes to Christianity, you're told that. So they were like, no, you need to actually question, do your research and understand how this completely came to be, how Christianity spread across the globe 
and what the detrimental effects have been. They were like, look at it from that perspective at, at, the, at the outset so that you have that understanding first. And that I feel like just that particular research itself, it really did, it really helped me because I understood what the overarching agenda was. Um, and I was able to kind of not be as fearful as I initially, as I initially was. So I'm sure that's probably not what you expected <laughs> as an answer, but that's the way they wanted me to look at it first, because people just accept, you know, spirit, so-called spiritual truths or religious truths as fact, because they've been told them as a child from authority figures or people who are in positions of power. They don't necessarily get to the root, right? You're told not to question people who are in positions of power or authority, you know, because simply they're, they've gotten into those positions. But I think that you do yourself a major disservice by not doing that and by not doing your own historical research. So I think for me, that was the starting point of me being able to overcome like the fears that were implanted in me, you know, because as a child, you don't necessarily have those fears, you know, but you're taught those fears from a very specific perspective. So I think that for me, um, that's the one thing I always tell people, question, question what you've been taught. Always, always question. Don't, do not simply accept it as fact. You know, God gave you intelligence. Utilize it. Okay, I love what you said. I really just want to celebrate your words because I know you mentioned, oh, it probably wasn't the answer you're expecting, but that's probably, that's honestly better than I expected <laughs> because what's so beautiful about spirit is it's, there wasn't like all this emotion tied to it. It was just simply go out in the world and start asking more questions and do your research. That's not like this side or the other. That's There's no like political or any kind of agenda. It's simply empowering you with the tools that we have. Oh my gosh, all the amazing tools that we have and what we are capable of. And I love that. And I think that is so, so true. I think that's how... <clears throat> so many issues have obviously started in this world is we're not actually being accountable, but also we're not giving ourselves autonomy. We're so okay with just like, yeah, whatever. It's like, no, like knowledge is power. Yes. Be autonomous. It is amazing. Like free will, that is autonomy. <laughs> it's just so funny. And honestly, I would love for you to maybe share some aha moments, maybe where you were, or I don't know. I just, I would just love to hear some if possible. Yeah. Aha moments um, regarding just uh, what types of experiences exactly. I guess when you were really learning more and doing research and coming to your understanding of what the creator is, or mm -hmm. even like your aha moments with your gifts and why are souls on this mission? Or I guess really, I mean, sorry, that wasn't that question. I should have been a little bit more specific, but if that makes sense. No, it, it totally makes sense. I think uh, for the first part, when I was doing my initial research, you know, it was very important for me to understand how from, at least I guess in my eyes and also from a global perspective, how a very specific religion dominated a majority of the globe. And when I started making research, I know we shouldn't talk, people don't like to hear politics all the time, but this isn't necessarily political. I mean, it's kind of just historical fact that people were forced to um, burn essentially their old, like their, their traditional beliefs. 
they were forced to give them up. Like they're, even though they lost their oral histories, right? Their own personal stories, like their own form of practice, spiritual practice and worship. Like when I saw like how that happened across the globe, that for me was kind of an aha because when, again, when you're born into Christianity, you take it as this is everywhere. This is the only true faith. This is all that's ever been. But no, there's been so much. It's a very young religion, you know, comparatively. It's extremely young. So it's like, no, there's so much. There's so much more. And it's so beautiful to me. And it's so spiritual. And it's from the heart. So for me, it, it was just like you were taught something very singular. And to, it opened my eyes further and, into everybody else's belief system. And how they practice and how, again, it's, it comes from the heart. So that was very important uh, for me. And that's one hurdle, I think, or it helped me kind of overcome the hurdles that I was, I was dealing with. But in reference to like, uh, my own gifts, you know, when I was talking to my guide, was I supposed to be doing this type of work my whole life? Cause I've been hearing spirits and he, and he was like, yes, he was like, you're a little late to start. <laughs> He's like, you're a little late to start. I've been calling your name, but not just me. Other spirits have been calling your name since you were a kid, but you have been so afraid because of what you've been taught. And it took you a long time to get over that. Um, so it was great to hear him like confirm that for me or validate that for me because I really questioned it so much. Um, and he taught me, he taught me so much. I am so grateful for him. Um, but in terms of a mission, it's so funny too, because I ask that question and I think people ask it all the time, right? Uh, like, what is my mission? Why am I here? <laughs> what am I here to do? And um, it's so funny because he, he just simplified it. Um, I mean, there's more to it, but he simplified it. He's like, you're really here to be in service and to help uplift others. You know, that's really what we do. And in terms of how you do it, everybody has their specific assignment in terms of how they're going to go about it. But as a general whole, we're here to really help each other because we have strengths and we have weaknesses, but that's why we work together holistically so that, you know, we can help somebody who may not be as strong in one area, but we are, and we can uplift them. So we're all here to work together to evolve the collective. And that's what he kind of told me at the outset, but he's like, yes, this is a dimension where you'll be working and here's what you need to refine and here's where you need to grow and learn so that you can be in more service and more helpful in this direction. But it was, uh, I mean, look, there was a lot to learn at the beginning because coming from this one little idea that I had to everything, it just, it was a huge shift. But again, it was a huge risk because I knew that my family, at least I thought my family would shun me and people that I knew would shun me because I was thinking differently. But I just thought it more beautiful to see God or the creator from a, a more beautiful perspective, more loving perspective and how it's infinite and supportive and not this hellfire and brimstone. It made me fall in love with God. Hello, you guys. I am just here to quickly interrupt us and tell you all about my beautiful coaching container, Tap Into Your Magic. This is a private three to six month container and my mission is really to be your guide, mentor, teacher, cheerleader, and BFF to help you unlock your innate magic. This is for anyone who is either yearning for a life that's led by intuition rather than anxiety to step into their true intuitive power and God-given gifts 
and who wants to connect with their life purpose and divine team, or anyone who is aware of their gifts, maybe you've already had encounters or experiences with spirit, and you're looking for a guide and mentor when it comes to honing in your spiritual practices, because you may be in the, what the fuck, what do I do with all this? So why do I do this? I have observed there are a lot of us amazing souls remembering our gifts. However, when you are lost and unsure of what to do, where to go, and who to talk to, you can get yourself in a very dangerous situation. Just like people, there's good energy and intentions, and then there's bad energy and intentions. I want you to know that I'm here to be your guide, a safe space, and a soft place to land. So this container includes two private 75-minute meetings a month. In between sessions, I will give you custom lesson plans based on your intentions, goals, and of course, comfort level. I will be available on Voxer three days a week, Tuesday to Thursday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, However, if there is a conflict with timing based on the location of where you are, I am absolutely open to figuring out custom windows. I will teach you every single thing I know and every single thing that I continue to learn, but also everything you are ready and willing to learn. Here are examples of what I will teach you and mentor you through creating a relationship with your intuition, lifestyle and building routines with your gifts, how to connect with spirit, tapping into your clairs, communicating with your guides and calling in spirit, asking, your, asking for signs and reading signs, creative expression, so channeling, whether that's writing or art or dancing or singing, giving readings, creating calling cards or signals with your guides. Honestly, that is just the surface and that's Honestly, all I could really think of in this moment because there are so much more and again, truly, truly based on your intentions, your goals, and your spiritual journey. I have been mentored for four years. I have learned under some of the best mediums in the industry. I have devoted and I continue to devote myself to a daily practice with spirit. I also plan on taking even more courses and I also plan on participating in a trans mediumship apprenticeship with Tony Stockwell next year. So I am constantly looking and seeking to excel my practice. So as I move, you'll move with me. Payment plans are absolutely available. And if you have any questions at all, please email me at hello at themodernmedium.co. I am unbelievably excited to work with you and ignite your magic. So let's get right back into the episode. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And honestly, I feel, you know, all of that. It just, not that I had any kind of relationship where I disliked God, but I feel that this will be so empowering for others who do have complicated relationships with God. Yes. And I also really love that you said in affirming that, that it is such a young religion. And this I know it's it's just so fascinating. Like a funny, a funny kind of example is, so my mom and I have been thinking about doing this like Ayurvedic cleanse together. Like we're really into like alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. Again, she's still accepting my mediumship a little bit. We're besties, but she's still like, ah, 
okay. But anyways, so she's really into the Ayurvedic, you know, lifestyle. And she's wanted me to do this cleanse. And then she has a best friend who is, yeah, from Texas. And then her daughter and my mom was thinking, oh, what if we like all did this together, whatever. And it was just so interesting because, well, first of all, my mom and her decided against it because they're like, okay, let's actually have fun because we would be miserable going through clubs <laughs> together. It's not like, woohoo. Um, but also, you know, her friend, it was just, just her, her beliefs just felt so stifling. Like she's, oh, well, is the person touching me a believer? Like, is the energy being transferred like in the, like just pretty much really concerned about this Ayurvedic practice. And it's like, this is medicine that's been around for, is it like 5,000 years? Long, like, long time. <laughs> yeah, long time. And that's like thousands of years older than Jesus. I'm sorry, what? It was just so interesting and just how it almost like hurt my heart a little bit to just know that like life is so limited for so many people and yeah. you were empowered with the reminder of the tools that we have and truly learning that the creator is this all knowing oneness and love that it is we are honestly so limitless our souls are so limitless so it was just really really interesting so yeah i would love to get into how you started building confidence with your gifts and started practices or maybe you took some classes and like how that has been going because I know our listeners like they are intuitive and we all have gifts we all have abilities in some way whether you're meant to be a medium or not like honestly you can be anything and be anyone with these gifts but um, I feel like this will give maybe listeners like confidence and maybe feel a little bit more eager to practice tonight or the next day. So yeah, I would love you to share how you built this practice. Definitely. And, um, you know, the one thing I would, I would tell people, like you said, the word practice is key. That's, that's the one thing I think people, I think there's kind of an assumption here that, and yes, it's kind of a true assumption and kind of not. We all have gifts, like you said. Everybody has something. Yes, they may vary in how it works within your body, but you, every, we all came here with tools. So don't forget that you weren't sent here with nothing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so you were, you were given something to use. It may not be accepted by all, but that's, but that's okay. Once you learn that, okay, I really am an unlimited being and I am supernatural, you know, um, as well. Then I always tell people like you need to find a group to practice with or you need to find a teacher to practice with whose energy coincides with your own um, and trust your intuition when you're looking for teachers always. Um, don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt that inner voice. But I did that. I found a group that um, I ended up working with under a teacher. And the first thing I did was uh, mediumship. And I worked with the same people for my God for years <laughs> at the beginning. And it was nerve wracking. Because in the group, you know, you're nervous and you feel like you hear other people sometimes seeing things that you don't see or feeling things you don't feel. And it can feel a little competitive in that way, but it's important to remember that we're all learning, right? And again, everybody's gifts are expressed differently. So I just work with teachers to kind of hone in on uh, meditation, which is, of course, key um, and feeling safe to just speak what I saw or heard. Even though it might not be validated within that group, that's okay. It doesn't matter. 
But having the courage to just at least speak it out loud, I think is super helpful. But yes, I think, you know, being in a safe space, it does help. But trusting that, again, you were given something, you know, and that you're in the, the growth phase. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, and Yes, we make mistakes. It's trial and error, trial and error. And that's what my guide always reminds me. It's trial and error, but you're learning. That's how you learn. Um, in life, you make a mistake. That's all right. And then you take what you've learned and you continue to grow. So I practiced with a number of groups for years and it took some time. I didn't automatically the next, the next year go out and give readings. No, I honed my channeling. I did that for several years and I practiced with the archangels, angels, my spirit guides. I practice with the same people for years. And for anybody who's, you know, really wanting to figure out, well, how do I, how do I get started? Number one, find a group or find a teacher. You, you have, I, let me tell you something, something very special happens when you're working in a group environment. I know this is kind of a strange thing to say, but like the energy is magnified. You feel it. And then your gifts are sharper. So I love to be in a group environment. So please, you know, if you could find people that you trust and feel safe with, just find the courage um, because everyone's learning. So don't feel like you need to compete or be the best or have it right or see what everybody else is saying. Trust that your gifts are going to flourish at the exact right time. So I would always tell people that's the first thing you need to do, but also get very clear on your goals. Like what is it that you really want to learn and what is it that you really want to practice? and then refine that. Do not try to do everything. I think it's amazing that there's so much available to us, but you have to remember you came here to do something very specific and only you, only you came here for that. So trust that, right? You were sent here for a reason. So work on what your intuition is telling you to do. If that's mediumship, then you focus and you become proficient at that. If it's energy healing, you do the same thing, right? Don't let other people kind of distract you or deter you. But that's usually when I would tell people in honing their gifts, it's like, know what you want to do. Give it your all, give it your full attention. And the more you practice, the better you'll get. It's just like a pianist who wants to learn and become proficient in playing the piano. It's the same, it's the same thing. You have to learn from the bottom up. But um, I would say just don't, don't be afraid of, yeah, taking, taking that risk and speaking what you see, feel, or hear, even if it's quote unquote different. It's your kind of different. And that's what's important. Oh my gosh. I love everything you said. And I deeply, deeply resonate with, you know, finding a group. There is something not only with the energy just being so unbelievably magnified, but you also made friends yeah. where you could talk about this kind of stuff with, you know, and it's just, there's something so powerful about having community and it's yeah. so healing for myself. And, you know, not even, you know, definitely getting past the like, am I crazy? It's like, what's going on? But also just learning from them too and practicing, you know, their modalities and like just trying things on and seeing what works. It's really fun. And honestly, it's, it's like play too. This is so much fun. Like spirit is joyful and fun, like, and full of love. Like there should, it should be an amazing experience. And I also love what you said about, you know, um, like being willing to fail and just practicing. I so resonate. It is so about that. And I've, oh my God, I have so been there. I'm sure you have too, where you, you say what you experience and everyone's like, ah, no, 
Yep. <laughs> yes. First of all, I literally I remember what the first time it happened. I was like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst in the world. What is wrong with me? But clearly, we also have to keep remembering is like, we are so limitless and so boundless. It's almost like when we're first trying things on, we're like the little octopus. And we're like, okay, like, where can we, what can we connect with? And who is ready to connect with us? And spirit is so eager to connect with us when we feel eager that we are tapping into another person that's maybe like in the other breakout room or something. (laughs) Just knowing that spirit is like spirits got you. You're not going to fail at being, you know, yourself. That sounds so corny, but you can't possibly fail at embodying your soul and who you are. Exactly. And we're going to like, of course, make mistakes and feel like you've taken, you know, setbacks or whatever, but it's just all so, so important part, a very important part about the experience. And I also would love to chat a little bit about where your practice has taken you now. And I know that it seems like you have a, sorry if I'm like assuming something wrong, but like you have a full-time job and then you do this podcast like afterwards on the side. I would love to kind of hear how your practice has evolved and where you feel like it's going. Definitely. And yes, you've assumed correctly. I do work full time. Um, so I relate to a lot of people who still have a full time job. Got it. <laughs> like, I feel you 100%. It's funny because I had a moment um, some years back where I had some major changes in my life unexpectedly. And it was a really trying time. And it's kind of funny because I was teaching um, intuition at that time and something happened. And uh, it made me quite start to question and doubt a lot. But at, during that deep doubting time, I ended up taking a Reiki course. And I met some people in that Reiki course. And um, it was like probably seven, eight months later after I took my Reiki 2 course, I ended up volunteering at this breast cancer clinic in Oakland. And they offered alternative healing there. So, uh, and it's the only, the only clinic of its kind in the U.S. It's an amazing freaking clinic. It's for underserved women who have breast cancer and it's all alternative medicine. Everything you can think of is there and it is, it, it's just, it'll, it's amazing. I feel so blessed to have been, you know, part of that. So I started to volunteer there and do Reiki on women who were undergoing treatment. And, you know, not everybody spoke English, which was fine. So you didn't always get to communicate in that way. But I remember at that time, um, I was just fully, to my knowledge, I was just fully really clear audience. But when I started to do Reiki on these women, I started to see things very unexpectedly. And I would stop and I was like, wait a minute and, you know, rub my hands together <laughs> and go back over. And I would, I would start to see these images from women and I would write it in their charts. And then I would see them, you know, on a monthly basis. And kind of notice the trajectory of where their health was going just by what spirit was showing me. Even I would see uh, even what was on their mind. It was very strange. If, if a family member, I remember this woman, her, I, her nephew had just had surgery and I knew it and I saw it. And I was like, should I tell her? I don't know. This is weird. But that experience really, I think, has changed what I'm doing and the direction I've decided to kind of go into a certain respect because it's something different. It's unique. Um, obviously, spirit has opened me up in that way, but it's also taught me so much and about the power really of compassion, but how everything is really spiritual in, in nature. And um, I think 
while I still teach intuition. So I, it has, you know, I, I still teach intuition. I still teach people their gifts, but my mind and my heart has also kind of shifted a little bit to how to incorporate utilizing my gifts to help people holistically, like mind, body, and spirit, because they are related. And even though we don't think that they're related, right? Like what happens in the body is a manifestation of what's happening in the mind and the heart. That has kind of like shifted what I do. My main focus, yes, for where I live now, because I don't live in Oakland anymore. Um, and we don't have that clinic. If we did, I would be there. Um, but I do teach people how to trust their intuition um, and how to develop their their gifts to help them in their lives, to understand themselves and really to remember who they really are. Because I find that's one of the, that's the most important thing. That saying, know thyself, that's the, that sums it up. Once you actually know yourself, what is the need for fear? You don't buy into the illusion anymore, right? So I think once you're at that point, I, I, it's a beautiful experience. So my work, I think that's I, in an idealized state is to help people remember themselves. But I understand that I can give you knowledge, but you have to consume it and apply it and be willing to believe and have that faith and take that risk, right? Because that, that part is an independent journey. It's like you can lead people and guide, but at the end of the day, we have free will. Um, yeah that is so incredible and remarkable I do have a couple friends that do work pretty much similar to what you're talking about and it's I it's you're bringing up this clinic I'm like I don't have breast cancer I'm very blessed but can I go (laughs) (laughs) an amazing it was, I'll never forget, like the first day when we all had to go in and introduce ourselves. Uh, and it was women from all over the place, like just the healer with healers. So you had cranial sacral. It was like meditation. Um, it was massage, like everything you could think of alter- alternative therapy. So we were all there. And then we met with some of the ladies and they would talk to us about how some of the techniques that they've learned have helped them during like the cancer treatment. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Like it blew my mind. It certainly is like a piece of heaven here. And if there's so much love there doing that type of work. Wow, that is amazing. So you're seeking to lean more into like your energy work and healing and kind of like body readings almost like medical medium vibes where you're kind of going in and sussing out, you know, things like that. Or is it more energy? It's interesting because I feel like I'm I'm teetering. <laughs> this is a question I have even for myself because spirit talks to me a lot about this topic. Um, and I, I feel nervous just because I do understand, uh, you know, the liability. Like there are certain things I really do get about it sure. like here on earth. Um, but I have, you know, out of the blue, I'll have someone reach out, a friend, a family member, somebody and say, hey, can you scan me and tell me if you see something? And I'm like, sure, hold on. You know, we turn on their AP and, <laughs> and then I'll look and, you know, spirit will either hit a certain area over it over something will be highlighted. It's just, and sometimes when something is highlighted, they'll show me the story behind it, like how it came to manifest in the body as something. And a lot of it's through, you know, the mind right? or thoughts that we hold or, you know, or experiences. So I, I don't know. Like I, I just keep asking, you know, God, I'm like, well, you're going to have to get me there if that's what you want or show me. I'm working through it, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I lean in that direction soon. Oh, that's so awesome. And how beautiful. I just love how 
you know, you tell you tell this story with so much. I mean, maybe the patience wasn't there the first part, but like you tell the story with so much patience with yourself. And that is so amazing for listeners to hear, because I think even for me, because I am someone who I wanted to happen yesterday. <laughs> I, have, I have high energy. And, you know, of course, when you're developing, you know, you're you're spiritual gifts or honestly anything is people just get so down on themselves and they get really caught up in how their journey is going and you know what are you doing and how are you doing it but I just love that you just tell this story of you developing these gifts with like so much just compassion and love and patience and you're just like yeah I'm just I'm asking questions I'm rolling and (laughs) amazing so Final question. I would love you to maybe leave the listeners like what's something that they can like they can start doing today to really tap into their intuition or just to embrace themselves, embrace their magic, because that's something, you know, you teach others. Yes, I do. You know, it's this is a really strange. It's going to sound strange to people, but I always make people I work with do this because I know it works actually. And it, and it works for every single person that I've told. So if you want to really get in touch with your intuition, which is your inner voice, you have to remember, number one, it is the quiet voice, right? It's that still small voice within. And there's, you know, a reason for it because it forces you to be quiet so that you actually hear it. Like stop, you know, the monkey mind because, you know, it's your, your ego is so loud. It'll talk over everything. But if you want to hear the inner voice or your intuition, you need to be quiet and be willing to surrender your thoughts at that moment. Yes. The other thing I tell people to do is it's very simple. Get a piece of paper and get a pen. And then I want you to actually have a, a real conversation with your inner voice. I want you to talk to it as this, you know, this, I would say, repository of knowledge because it is, right? It's connected to all that is. So I want you to have an honest dialogue. It can be anything something that's on your mind, something that you're worried about, something that you're joyful about. I, I don't care what it is, but I want you to talk and be very, be very genuine because it knows. And then I want you to ask your inner voice what it thinks. What are its thoughts? And you're going to sit down and you're going to be surprised because you're going to start to hear words come and you're just going to write like a stream of consciousness and you're not going to judge. And I want you to keep writing until the pen stops. Now, for some people at first, they might get three words. That's fine. It's your first attempt. You might get a sentence. Great. You may get hanges or you never know. Your soul might be like, finally. So you keep doing this every day to get the messages of your inner voice and start to build a strong relationship with that in- intuition because it's there to guide you, right? It's your guidance system here. It's built into you. It'll never leave. So this is something I tell people all the time because you need to you need to be able to hear your spirit, which is your inner uh, your intuition is the voice of your inner spirit. If you start trusting it more, it will become louder. Yes. So you have to do the work, but once you do the work, trust me, it pays off. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I you made such important points about like intuition is a quiet voice because it forces you to be quiet. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And I think that is such an easy way, honestly, to actually start understanding our intuition because I feel, I'm sure, again, you come across this so much is so many people have a really tough time between anxiety, intuition, you know, what, like, like living with what and like living down kind of what avenue of like, what's, 
what's guiding you? Are you being guided by your anxiety and your anxious thoughts? Or are you being guided by your intuition? And then I love what you said about the more you begin to trust it, the more you begin to lean into it, the louder it will get. That is so important. And that's something I actually kind of got this phrase from a friend of mine who was also on uh, this podcast. Her name is Liz. And she was saying, working that trust muscle. It's like your intuition is like a muscle. It's so, so true. And now that's something I say to myself and honestly to clients and my friends is just really working it like a muscle. It is just practice. It is patience. It is devotion too. So much devotion. You have to be so devoted. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was amazing. And thank you so much. This was such a wonderful chat and I love learning more about you and I can't wait for listeners to learn about you and connect with you. And where can everyone find you and connect with you? Well, thank you for having me on here. I love talking with you too. I really appreciate the invitation. You can find me at the Intuitive Awakening Podcast, and then you can find me on infinitesupply.org. I usually mentor students one-on-one. I have honestly placed it on pause for the next few months because I'm writing another book, y'all. So I need... (laughs) So I will resume in January. So if you're interested, let me know. But um, yeah, look for me online. I'm usually pretty good at writing emails back to people. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alexandra. I appreciate it. Oh my Lord, what a gorgeous episode. And I always love listening back because it just reminds me how potent and how magical the conversation was. So if you haven't already, make sure to give Deanna a listen and a follow on her podcast, Intuitive Awakening, and check out her website, infinitesupply.org, along with her Instagram, infinitesupply222. Her coaching will be available in a few months. In January, as she said in the podcast episode, because of her beautiful book, she is such a queen. And of course, make sure to give me a follow wherever you love to listen and on my platforms, Instagram and TikTok at the modern medium underscore. When you feel ready and feel called to book a full one-on-one reading or a mentorship program with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. Payment plans are 100% available. Simply just email me at hello at themodernmedium.co. And I am so ready and eager to work with you. And I just scream. I am so excited. I'm so passionate about awakening the magic in you and heightening your gifts and just enlightening you. That sounds weird. And just showing you how gorgeous and amazing you are, honestly. (sighs) I say a lot. I speak a lot. I'm just so, so excited, you guys. So I love you all. Thank you so, so much. And of course, before I forget, if you want a free 30-minute reading, simply go to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click write a review, write a review, screenshot it, and DM it to me at themodernmedium.co. No, at themodernmedium underscore, sorry, or email it to me at hello at themodernmedium.co and you'll win a free 30-minute reading. I also believe you can make reviews on Spotify, to be honest. That's new to me, but we're rolling with it. And again, I love you guys a ton. You are amazing. And of course, always feel free to DM me with any questions at all about mediumship, any services, what's coming up for you, signs, angel numbers, 
if spirit's communicating with you anything at all, I am just so here for any questions. And just honestly, you guys make my day. So I love you guys so, so much. And I'll see you guys next week.